Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Your name is a light that shadows can't deny. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name is alive, alive forevermore. Your name cannot be overcome. Welcome to this 2021 Ash Wednesday worship service. Let's join together over the next 30 minutes or so. There'll be a message. Wendy is going to join me as we share with you some Ash Wednesday liturgy. But before I do that, I want to share with you something I discovered recently. Bread and wine. Bread and wine. Readings for Lent and Easter. It is a wonderful resource. It's a daily resource. And um, I'm sharing with you from the introduction written by Dorothy Sayers. Dorothy Sayers writes that to make the Easter story into something that neither startles, shocks, terrifies, nor excites is to crucify the Son of God afresh. Certainly that would have been unthinkable for Jesus' first followers who experienced it firsthand, the heady excitement of his entry into Jerusalem, the traitorous cunning of Judas, and the guilty recognition of their own cowardice, the terror of his slow suffocation, and finally the the disarming wonder of an empty grave and a living body resurrected from the dead. As for us, his latter-day disciples, Few would deny the magnitude or the drama of these events. But how many of us embrace their pain and promise? How many of us, even at Easter, give Christ's death and resurrection any more attention than the weather? So to observe Lent is to strike at the root of such complacency. Lent, which means springtime or the lengthening of days, is a time of of preparation, a time to return to the desert where Jesus spent 40 days trying to get ready for his ministry. He allowed himself to be tested, and if we are serious about following him, we will do the same as we follow the Lenten journey. First popularized in the 4th century, Lent is traditionally associated with penitence, prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Lent is a time for giving things up, balanced by giving to those in need. Yet, whatever else it may be, Lent should never be morose, an annual ordeal during which we begrudgingly forego a handful of pleasures. Instead, we ought to approach Lent as an opportunity, not a requirement. After all, 
Lent is meant to be the church's springtime, a time when out of the darkness of sin's winter, a repentant, empowered people, the body of Christ, emerges. No wonder one liturgy refers to Lent as, quote, this joyful season. Put another way, Lent is the season in which we ought to be surprised by joy. Our self-sacrifices serve no purpose unless by laying aside this or that desire, we are able to focus on our heart's deepest longing, unity with Christ, in Him, in His suffering and death, His resurrection and triumph. It is here that we find our truest joy. I share with you now Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are proved right when you speak, and you are justified when you judge. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. So ends today's reading. I remember a time ago when I was talking with the children about being lost. It was a Sunday morning. One young lady explained that her family and a friend were hiking in the Grand Canyon one day, and they'd been, well, this is the way she put it anyway, admiring a big rock shortly before we got lost, she said. Well, what happened, I asked. Well, we turned around. We searched for that same rock because we remembered what it looked like. Then, we followed our footsteps back to our family. We retraced our footsteps. Mm, Interestingly, I thought about this as I was thinking about it later. Even our children know the value of setting things in front of them to guide their footsteps. On one hand, this story reminds me of cairns, which are piles of rocks that are markers along a path. On the other hand, the story rings true when I think of the Lenten journey. But not only the Lenten journey to me, but to you and I all over again. Piles of rocks, pathways, plants, cactus, those things that mark our path, especially as we would go hiking on our favorite trail in Arizona, which still is Badger Trail in Kingman, Arizona. It's about 3.7 miles long, a lot of turning points. It goes up goes down depending on where we hike and where we used to go and how far we'd go. It would really depend on our energy level of that day. Some days it would take more strength than others. There's a lot of changes in elevation. The temperature would affect how we hiked, wind and the like. All things that affect one's footsteps 
always were a part of our hiking at Badger Trail, just outside of Kingman. You know, the Lenten journey has bumps, climbs, descents, turning points, elevation changes. Sometimes the sun's out, sometimes it's cloudy. Once in a while, it's even rainy in Yuma, Arizona. Sometimes that Lenten journey, we're sliding down around corners. Sometimes we're climbing. Sometimes we find that joy, and sometimes we just find ourselves quietly thinking about who God has called us to be. Let's join together this year and make this journey, this Lenten journey, count for something, something important. You know, you heard me share today from Psalm 51, which you might say is traditionally the psalm that kind of sets the stage, that opens the door on the season of Lent for us. Psalm 51 is penned by David himself shortly after he had made one of the worst choices of his life. His words here are a stark reminder that we often, we too are often not the person God has made us to be. And that our way of living and the choices that we make often mirror David's self-destructive and unfulfilling behavior. Psalm 51 then, in a very powerful way, shows that David truly was a man after God's own heart. And what really could be more fulfilling than being at one with God's heart? So if you'd like something fulfilling to do during Lent this year, let's mark our footsteps. Let's think about those paths that we've been taking and the paths in our life that we'd rather be taking. Do you need a little something to mark the pathway of your Lenten journey this year? As we ponder the past year and possibly retrace our footsteps, what markers do you want to hold on to, and what markers would you rather leave behind? What new goals, turns, changes in destination and elevation have you considered? I invite you, come, bring your friends and your family. Let's hike the pathways of Lent with the rest of the pilgrims. Finally, my Garmin watch and the corresponding phone application maps out my walking, my running, biking, and hiking journeys, including the turns, speed, heart rate, calories that I burned, changes in elevation. I mean, you name it. It's right there displayed on, on, my, on my phone. But it's my own personal decisions about what I plug into that program. In other words, what I actively do or choose not to do during that time of exercise. Those are the things that directly affect the results displayed as statistics. Marking your footsteps, which for you while on your Lenten journey could be prayers, could be quiet time before God, worship, acts of service, maybe a focus on exercise, maybe a focus on healthier eating and things like that, just as a couple examples. Marking our footsteps. Honoring this Lenten journey, it can be a lot of things that will always bring you closer to God's own heart. Let us join now on this Lenten journey in this Ash Wednesday liturgy 
led by Wendy Bryant. Everlasting God, you breathed into dust the breath of life, creating in us for fellowship with you. You brought about our redemption through Jesus Christ to restore us to fellowship with you. Today we acknowledge you as our Creator and Redeemer. We acknowledge the frailty of our lives, the pain of our sinfulness, and even the weakness of our faith. Work in us, we pray, a spirit of true humility and fervor, as we join now to offer our prayers and our whole selves to you. People of God, each year we remember and celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which he overcame death and provided us redemption from sin. Lent is a season of preparation for this celebration. a time for personal and communal renewal and penitence. Therefore, we invite one another to self-examination, prayer, meditation upon God's word, giving of gifts, of alms, and fasting during this season of Lent. May God bless us as we strive to walk in the way of our Lord. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. May the ashes of our lives be a reminder to us of our mortality, that we may remember that it is only by your gracious gift that we are given everlasting life. Amen. Gracious and life-living Lord, encourage us with your presence, we pray, that we may empty ourselves of whatever separates us from you and from one another. Teach us to rely on no strength but yours as we journey with your Son, as we journey with each other, as we journey together toward your kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And together we say, Lord, in your mercy. mercy.